Welcome to the Money Wise Women Show, brought to you by MoneyMorphosis.com. Are you ready to be inspired to upgrade your financial skills? Listen to feminine leaders sharing practical advice and valuable insights. Shift your money mindset, improve communication skills, and learn financial management tips. Although we do not provide investment advice, you can check out MoneyMorphosis.com. That's Money-M-O-R-P-H-O-S-I-S.com to find simple ways to boost your true wealth. Welcome to the show. This is Crystal Arnold, your hostess and creator of Money Wise Women and Money Morphosis. Remember, you can read the full write-up and blog post of this show at money-morphosis.com. I'd like to invite everyone listening to imagine that there is an innovative way of collaborating and and engaging in teams and organizations that is emerging. And we are truly entering an era where it's no longer business as usual. We can clearly see that systems of, of hierarchy and, um, and uh, are, are transforming right now and that there are um, many women stepping into greater leadership and that uh, both men and women are embodying qualities of feminine leadership, of collaboration, cooperation, empathy, emotional intelligence. And it's it's quite an exciting time actually to to be alive and to each participate in our own ways with with this kind of new frontier of humanity. And really there are so many advances in science as far as how we're understanding our brain and our epi- epigenetic potential to transform our our very DNA. And so there is a lot of potential to integrate some of this new science into our leadership and our organizations. And so this is why I am so excited to have our guests uh, Dr. Carly Corrado here with us today because she is so passionate about um, about these things and, and new ways of, of leadership and really activating the potential of organizations. She is founder of Enliven Leadership. She is a strategist for mission-driven businesses in the areas of regenerative agriculture and renewable energy, and her approach engages both sides of the brain as informed by leading-edge research in neuroplasticity and epigenetics. And she has really balanced uh, strategic and and scientific approaches towards organizational development. She is certified in transformational facilitation. And I can say from my personal experience, having been to uh, several of her events, that she is very gifted at working with, with both individuals and groups to 
evoke curiosity and playfulness and to solve problems in a creative way that that really leads to um, greater success and and f- fulfillment and and ultimately enhancing people's impact in the world and I really appreciate uh, Carly's combination of heart-centered passion for creating thriving on this planet and and then her science and business development backgrounds which led her to develop this enlivened approach and so i i have been super inspired um by her events and the way that she facilitates um, both clarity of vision and purpose and and then very practical ways to integrate more um, play and and curiosity and fun into our professional and personal lives. And so, um, yes, we, Carly, I would love to begin by asking you, what what do you find most exciting about the work that you do? Hi, Crystal. Um, I'm so happy to be here. Uh, thank you for that wonderful introduction. And so what I feel most exciting about the work that I do is bringing the life force into the boardroom and into business and into creation in terms of, you know, big, serious projects that could be viewed <laughs> as big you know, um, technical and that just have this air of, okay, we need to get really serious, but that I believe it's possible and I've experienced it being possible that we can bring a lot more playfulness and fun and really passion and life force into these processes. And not only is it possible, but it actually enhances the results and um, yeah, and I just love that. It feels like really good news that uh, that I was craving for a lot of my career, actually, and now I'm experiencing it. Yes, I, I think it's so fascinating your journey, and I'd love to hear more about that. What uh, what your background is, and and what what led you to develop this unique approach? So. My background is in chemistry. That's what I did my undergrad and graduate work in. Um, So I spent a lot of time in materials research in physical chemistry and um, working on things that felt important in renewable energy and um, developing more energy-efficient lighting in such areas. Um, But you know it turns out that working in science and the traditional approach can feel kind of dry. And I, I didn't know what I was missing until, um, oh, and from there I went into business and then was actually working in a startup company in renewable energy, which is so much of what I was intending to do in my life. And I felt like even when I was there, like working with a lot of really inspiring, incredible people who were working towards solving a lot of challenges on the planet right now and working towards um, having a, a resilient future on this planet, 
And I just felt this lack of, like, the passion, the, um, the connection to why we're doing it. It's so often we're just talking about technical things and we're just so used to functioning in this place of um, just focusing on the nuts and bolts and there's, you know, all this stress being in a startup company, um, trying to make things work, trying to develop a new technology. We were creating bright red energy producing greenhouses that were plant optimized or panels for greenhouses. So it was this really cool technology and it's we just so often were in these kind of stressful place um, or just business as usual place. And when I started to, when I became introduced to Feminine Power and this organization that is all about unlocking the potential within each one of us, and when I experienced different times of, you know, a whole group of people that is just so amped up and so passionate all toward um, creating change on the planet in whatever way they're working on it, I experienced it as this amazing resource that brings this vitality. Um, And it's the same feeling I have when I'm in nature and inspired by, I've always loved to spend time in the outdoors and, you know, those magical moments of just really taking in the beauty and the complexity of the ecosystem, which can feel so different from working inside of a building and just focusing on problem solving all the time. And I just, when I started to do this exploration into this more passion-driven work, I said, oh, my goodness, science, business, like, we need this. We need more, more of this juiciness to, to be a power source for doing our work. Mm, totally agree. I, I really hear you speaking to how we are being is so crucial in addition to what we are doing and, and, you know, the purpose of the organization and the business and and how we can bring that that sense of, of vitality uh, into these organizations. And so I, I know you've worked with a lot of, and, and you work currently with a lot of mission-driven businesses, and, and especially in the agriculture and energy sectors, and, and you really support them to increase their impact and success and and I'm wondering, what is it that is unique about your approach? Mm. So thank you for what, what you said. You led so well talking about first the being um, instead of or focusing on that before doing. And that is part of the magic sauce of my approach, I would say, is you know, where are we coming from when we're doing our work or when we're collaborating? Who are we being? What is the energy in the room like? And this is exactly um, what's possible to be in a state of connection with the heart and the mind. And this, so one of the times that when I learned about this, when I was a postdoc, in working in a physics lab, um, 
And I learned this research. I got so excited, and it's part of what really fueled my interest in this area, was this group called HeartMath. And what they showed was what they connected this woman to this EKG, which measures the heart rate variability in her body. And the presenter showed was that he could stress her out a little bit, you know, oh, could you sing to the group? And we got to witness her heart rate go all wild, you know, or her heart rate variability. And with the short practice that brought her into her heart, brought her into love and appreciation, it was literally less than a minute. We got to see live her heart rate variability shift into a perfect sine wave, which I, like, my mind was blown. I was so excited to get to witness this live and that it was incredibly simple, the technique that the presenter was bringing. And so it literally shifted her from this chaotic state into the state of coherence, which we also learned some facts about the heart, that the heart sends more information to the brain than vice versa. And if the heart is under stress, so if you have stressful emotions, um, it's actually going to be sending really chaotic signals that disrupt the brain and the way of thinking, and it makes it harder to think and access uh, your knowledge and your wisdom. And when you are in this heart-coherent place, so when you're in the state of being that is more at peace, more loving, that it sends these messages to the brain that are coherent, which allows the brain to be in this higher reasoning place and be more creative and rather than survival mode in creative mode. Um, and so by, by using practices like I got to witness that day, and I actually have the instrumentation and, you know, when I work with businesses and organizations, I can actually connect them to show them um, the state that we're going for so that it's not just an idea, but by having these little pauses and engaging these different tools and techniques to shift the state of being from a stressful place, which shuts down creativity. Like literally, if we're, if we're in that anxious place, which is really easy to be in when you're problem solving, I mean, this might feel like just really basic information, like, oh, of course the brain works better when we're in a more peaceful, loving place than if we're stressed out. Like, that might seem very intuitive and, um, and logical, but so why is it so common that we're trying to approach problem solving, we're uh, functioning in our business in these states that aren't as productive? So when it comes to the enlivened approach, it's all about approaching problem solving and creating clarity of the organization and really clear intentionality from this place of coherence and from this place of um, more creativity, more life force, and that that completely shifts the whole way that we approach problems and our effectiveness at really being able to take the steps forward that, that we intend to take so that we can ultimately 
um, accomplish the mission and make the impact that we're here for. I just feel like you are describing how this potential that each person and organization has for more optimal functioning. And uh, so often, if things are not measured, they're not valued. And so it's so exciting to hear that when things are made visible by science, by these instruments that that are measuring and, and really demonstrate this is actually happening in your body physiologically, that then people's minds can be like, oh, that's, that's true. Okay. That, this is like <laughs> valuable. And so I, I yes. love your integration of, of the heart, mind and, and spirit to really be able to, to up, up level people's uh, functioning and, and have a more satisfying, productive, uh, you know, uh, work and and home experience and i really loved the um the talk that you gave uh recently on the importance of play and and i would love to hear you had so much great science behind that and and we did some incredible activities that so quickly opened up people and and really got some good creative inspiration flowing and so so what, tell me a little bit more about how play affects our mind and why it is so important, both at home and at work. Yes. Um, so this is continuing on this point that I've been talking about, about the power of the heart. And when, when we get the heart fired up that we really access a lot more of ourselves, that we're in a, in a stronger state. Um, so play, there's no, play is just to have fun. There's no, you know, ultimate purpose. Like we're trying to get something done here. We're trying to get to a goal um, other than let's just have fun. So when we shift from that goal-oriented focus and uh, when we can create space to really actually be playful and have fun, so we can kind of take away all these filters that we commonly have, which are like fit in, act right, um, don't do anything stupid, like make your, you know, sound smart. Like there are all these filters that generally are running. They're part of our unconscious like survival mechanism. And what they do is they greatly uh, hamper our creativity because all of a sudden we're trying to fit into this box of normal or um, it, you know, fit into society or whatever it is. And then... It's just so we have to block all these pathways. And what our brain does is it goes down these neural pathways, which are essentially these connections between neurons, which we develop this whole set of neural pathways during early childhood. And then it's like the path most trodden. And it's really easy for our brain to go through that predetermined state. And so we have these survival mechanisms. We're doing, our brain's doing the same thing that it always does, which ultimately means that we're not accessing very much of our brain because 
the connections are already made. We're going through this predetermined, um, you could think of it like a song that your brain is playing. And when we go into the playful state, all of a sudden we start to take away these filters, you know, and go into this more improv state where you're not trying to get a certain outcome and, you know, it takes certain it takes some effort sometimes to help adults get into this state. You know, children do it really easily. But when we can create the space for play, then all of a sudden the brain can create new paths of connection. And especially there's this amazing combo, which is play and curiosity. So we start by getting everyone in a playful mode, and then when we bring in curiosity and specifically um, – asking these open-ended questions like, I wonder what's possible if uh, whatever it is, or just these ways that we can start to um, all of a sudden access new creative ways of problem solving that where we're, we feel really safe, we're not, we can just throw anything out there and like not get into trouble, you know, it's, when we start to like take away all these fears that keep our creativity kind of limited, then you just start to access the the prefrontal cortex of the brain, which is essentially the symphony conductor, and it can start to create new symphonies, which are not the ones that the brain always plays. So we, you know, we have these kind of ruts or the same old song. Well, what if we, start to create new songs. And so when our curiosity is connected to that playfulness, so the heart is engaged, we're in that kind of yummy state of being, just (laughs) enjoying life. So when those are combined, then we can create new symphonies that reflect that happy state and, uh, you know, all types of new things are possible. Oh my gosh, I just am imagining how much this could help people with their money stuff, right? It's like, what if before we had that budgeting talk with our partner, that we got into more a playful, curious state and then moved into looking at the numbers and one of those trenches like ingrained in people's brains is the scarcity mentality. I'm not enough. There will never be enough money. There's a striving for more and more. And, and, and so that scarcity mindset is really keeping people from that creative um, uh, part of their brain and, and keeping it in this fight, flight, fearful uh, kind of place. And so I can imagine that these techniques would be really helpful for people with dealing with financial stuff. Yes, definitely. That is exactly what we need these practices most is when we're going to have those tough conversations. You know, whatever you would put into the serious category, you know, that's when you need it the most. It's kind of like if you don't have enough time to meditate, then you especially need to make time to to meditate. Um, And then it it doesn't have to take that long. Like that's one of the things that I really want to get that message across when we start to bring play and curiosity into our lives 
it doesn't like have to be this super separate thing that, oh, it's going to be this whole big hard thing. Like, no, literally a couple minutes can shift us from that survival mode that like you're speaking of when we're in scarcity and all the worries about our budget and our brain is just going to play the same song that it learned in childhood, then we can shift and create a new song. And the more we work with it, then the stronger it becomes. And eventually you literally will create a new song that's better and the brain will just automatically play that one instead. Mm. Yeah, it, it's really, um, from my experience, opens me up to the flow of life and the spontaneity and creativity. And sometimes I'm surprised at, at what comes out. And so I feel like this is also connected to feminine leadership, because for me, the inner feminine is this place of flow and the mystery and and that uh, it, it, can, it can be really scary to access that for people to, to open your mouth and not know what you're going to say next and to create something without, you know, a, a certain outcome in mind. And so I, I'd love to hear more your perspective on on key aspects of of feminine leadership and and what that means to you and why it's important. Yeah, this gosh, this whole curiosity and what you're sharing about, you know, not exactly knowing, is one of the key. Uh, qualities to this new model of leadership, which is shifting from the old, the old paradigm in the more masculine um, model, which I never want to say that the feminine is better than the masculine. Um, they're just, they work so well as a team. And if there's only one without the presence of the other, that's when things get a little wonky. Um, and we definitely are in times that the feminine has been suppressed for a very long time. So it's a very pertinent topic to talk about, well, what is this new feminine model as we integrate the feminine into leadership um, to be more equivalent or to be in balance with both of these energies? Older model is this authoritative leadership model where the leader knows all the answers and there's kind of this expert culture and what that does when there's, there's like, there's one way, there's the right way and, you know, do you want to learn from how it's done? That kind of old, more fixed mentality. It has certain good, good virtues in terms of having a structure and having a specific way to, um, to get things done, which that's important to have uh, way, ways towards success. Um, in this new feminine model, we can start to bring in more curiosity and more mutability. So there can still be ways that we've done things and certain recipes for success, but then at the same time, there's this aspect of empowerment, empowering the team so that their genius and capabilities can be more readily accessed so that we can start to evolve the models and evolve the, 
it doesn't have to be the way it's always been. Like we have a starting place with there at least being a prescribed manner for, you know, whatever the topic is at hand. But then there's also this room and it takes some playfulness to be able to create that safe space so that people can share ideas even if and not be afraid that they're dumb or, you know, if when we have this expert culture and there's one way and if you share an idea and it's, we, I don't think it's a good one, like you're made to feel less or it's shut down in some way, then when you shut down one idea in that way, you just shut down a bunch of good ideas that would have followed it. And so when you can start to create the conditions where people really feel safe, which actually that brings me to mention there was this Google study that across a very large number of leaders to look at what is the most single most important um, attribute of a good leader on a team and that makes teams successful or just looking at the whole team, like what is the key element? And you might think, oh, like to knowledge, or there's all these maybe technical things that you could think the answer is, but it's actually psychological safety. Like that came from this massive study. And that is one of the attributes, I would say, to this more feminine model where people feel safe to share and to be in creativity mode so that we can be in this ever-evolving um, place and not just fixed in the way it's always been done. Oh, I love that. It's, it's like the Rumi poem about, I'll meet you in the field beyond right and wrong. And yeah. that freedom and, and what we need to um, emerge into new forms of, of economy and business and, and humanity ultimately right now is, is a curiosity and a wonder and, and that psychological safety to, to express oneself and to be able to um, feel, feel that kind of nurturing and accepting environment and to just really have experimentation and, and freedom to, to create and, and collaborate that isn't so performance-based and, and, you know, structured and constrictive and, and just really um, more, more in that feminine flow. So I imagine that that, that is really uh, powerful when businesses can incorporate this, this kind of work. Uh, yeah, that's, that's really great. Um, Let's see. I think uh, it's a good time to uh, to take a short break here. And when we come back, I'd like to uh, um, I'll share a little bit more about how we met and we can talk uh, some more about the Post-Growth Institute, which we're both involved in and, and the offers and needs markets and asset-based approaches. And so we will be back in just a minute. Are you ready to enjoy greater financial freedom? Perhaps you're like Emily, a creative entrepreneur who wants to increase her income to provide for her family. Using the free video training found at discoveryourtruewealth.com, 
she learned the secrets to accessing hidden resources and creating lasting wealth. Emily learned a persuasive negotiation technique to bring in more money with her top clients. She boosted her credit score and opened new financial doors while reducing expenses. And she took specific steps to strengthen her existing relationships and create a safety net for her business. With the Discover Your True Wealth training, thousands of women have improved their bank balances and secured their family's future. With this free video course, you'll transform beliefs, behaviors, and skills with money. Take charge of your financial situation with the training found at discoveryourtruewealth.com. Welcome back. We are here with Dr. Carly Corrado, who is just illuminating uh, some very key ways to become more uh, effective leaders and for organizations to optimize through play and curiosity. And I just love your scientific background and and how this uh, really merges with, you know, um, creative ways of being. And uh, when I first met Carly, uh, we she came to an event uh, that I was doing through the Post Growth Institute on asset-based approaches. And I, as, as soon as I heard her share and her passion and, and knowledge around uh, around these topics of leadership, I just uh, knew that I wanted to uh, know her better and and spend more time with her. And so we've both. Uh, she's. Um, become involved with the Post-Growth Institute, which people can find out about at www.postgrowth.org. And we are uh, part of this action-oriented think tank, and we are accelerating our transition to more of a purpose-driven economy, which operates within ecological limits. And so we conduct research, uh, we provide training and consultancy, and uh, and also have both been participating in um, the offers and needs market, uh, which Carly is in the process of being trained to facilitate. And uh, so, so I'd like to begin by by talking about, um, you know, why why you became involved in the post-growth institute and and you know your your perspective on on what makes it unique yeah so when i first came to a workshop of the post-growth institute which you were facilitating alongside donnie and it was all about the asset-based approach and also included this offers and needs marketplace And what I got out of the event was, gosh, it was these little jewels of information that were applicable, especially the asset-based approach. It's just so widely applicable to really any type of communication. Um, And that was, that's a tool that I have been able to apply all throughout my life. And uh, so that was huge. And also the offers and needs marketplace, I was blown away by how the process in this kind of short amount of time could just 
networked the entire room to get so many of their needs met and also get to share their services or their connections. Um, and ultimately, by the end of this one-day workshop, the energy in the room was just so vibrant. And, you know, we're to that really warm place of everyone's really supportive and so many people left with tons of needs met. And um, I just said, wow, what it, the organization kept being alluded to during during the workshop, and I just wanted to be involved. Like, what is this? This is a movement that I want to be part of. And so I was so excited to get the invite to join the board, and I have absolutely loved being part of the group and part of this birthing of a new economy or in a new a new structure that really can um, – can be purpose-driven and can start to lessen the amount of stress on all of us that are part of the system that doesn't work very well as to allow for more vitality and more life force, which is ultimately um, what I stand for most. So definitely in alignment with my values. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing once once you uh, learn the asset-based approach, which is quite simply putting what works and what's positive first, whether it's in your marketing or a conversation with somebody, um, you start to see how much the negative is leading. People lead with the pain points. Don't you feel terrible in this? And, and really uh, that shuts us down and takes us to a different uh, part of the brain instead of, of really focusing on what's already working and what we're grateful for. And, and it can be applied from everything for, from community development projects to uh, organizations and, and personal, uh, personal life as well. And, and the offers and needs market that we've both been part of is also using that approach because people start, you know, sharing their offers first at these small group tables with eight or so people. And, and it just opens people up to this whole creativity and, and aliveness of, of what they can even offer. And then when we move into the needs portion of the event and people are, you know, everyone listening can probably relate. It can be a little, uh, you feel vulnerable when you talk about what you need and it can be the hardest part is asking and, and receiving uh, to meet your needs. And so we've really just seen how how powerful it is to uh, lead with what's working and um you know, it's it's a pretty unique organization as well. Maybe we could let people know a little bit about that. We use a sociocratic um, method for for organization, so it's not hierarchical. Um, it's it's operates with circles, and there is um, yeah, really a, a lot of things that I see that are a nice balance of the masculine and feminine. And I'm curious if there's anything else you'd like to say. About 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 kind of the operations and, and structure of post growth institute. Yeah, um, I think post growth really strongly highlights that empowerment model uh, that we were speaking of earlier in leadership of what is it to um, to really create a space 
for everyone's genius to emerge and to uh, just utilize and pull in the resources in the room rather than, you know, one person being the one who has all the answers and who's leading everything. There's, whenever we get together, there's just, there's always a lot of space for creativity. And with the asset-based approach, which is always leading with strength and um, as well as passion, what do, what are people desiring the most? What, uh, what, do we, what are we starting with? You know, rather than starting with a blank slate, we're starting with all of these gifts and all of these passions, which just create, it, it makes creation happen way more effortlessly. So to connect the assets with what, then talk about, well, this is what the organization needs, this is the direction that we're going, um, how do we move forward in, in whatever conversation. Um, it's, yeah, it creates this really organic process. And what I find is I'm always both learning from everyone who's in the room, and it's, you know, it's a fun process. It creates a lot of connection whenever we get together. Um, and I also find myself really getting to um, share a lot of my knowledge and talents, and it's just very engaging, and it's, there's like no one on the sidelines. It's a group process that there's just so much uh, vibrancy in the way we meet by utilizing some of these basic um, techniques. Mm, I so agree. I've never been part of an organization like this where I feel so welcomed and, and that there's a genuine care and, and curiosity about my interests and passions and, and skills and really a, a space to, to draw those forth. And I, I so appreciate that as well. Um, hmm. So a lot of people listening um, are are women and are entrepreneurs like us, and I'm I'm curious what you know are, if there's any common struggles that you see women entrepreneurs uh, dealing with, and and uh, any any specific solutions that you may offer to those. Yeah, so. <laughs> we might have a few common struggles, but the one that is really pertinent and up for me right now, um, I would love to speak to because I know that if I'm experiencing it, you know, we, it's, it is kind of a collective thing. And that is really creating space for self um, and space for our own uh, feelings, needs, desires. Um, I believe that we as women are so conditioned and to fulfilling a need in society or just in in livelihood of being nurturers, you know, raising the children and taking care of everyone and just holding holding it together. Um, we as women tend to have that more holistic mindset and always be thinking about the whole versus the masculine, which is you know, kind of breaking things into bits and pieces, focusing on one thing at a time. Um, so when we're in that state of always thinking about the whole, 
we're, we get so used to putting our own needs last and, you know, from that process of however many centuries or millennia that we've been doing that, it's easy to not even be connected to what our needs are and, um, and how, to, how to meet them. Like if we don't know what, what they are, then we're probably not going to meet them. And I believe that that is important on multiple levels. One is on that being level and just taking our care of ourselves so that we're in that most radiant state. So if we're really in, like, if we're in a state of being that's really vibrant, like, that affects all outcomes, you know, everything, any action is going to be better when we're coming from that state, when we talk about our doing. Um, and also just in prioritizing our our business, like, this has been something that in in my last couple years of building a business, having always worked for others and I just was blown away by how hard it was to prioritize um, these things related to my business and how easily I would make time for other people, other people's needs, other people want to meet with me or, um, or I'm helping with something or I'm just taking care of life stuff. It just, I noticed how my business's needs and my own personal needs would so often be kind of low on the list which it really makes it hard to get traction when they're low on the list. <laughs> there, there needs to be, and, you know, this is something of balance. It's not that we, like, stop caring about other people's needs and stop caring about the, uh, you know, important steps in life of just taking care, making sure the bills are paid and all of those things. But I believe it's possible to have at least one or two parts, one, of, one or two of those things at the top of the list so that they don't get skipped over because they're especially prone to get missed. Um, and part of that, you know, so what, what is it, what does it take to do that? And I believe what my personal um, way of approaching that is really inserting these pauses um, prioritizing my practice, even when things are busy, at least taking a few minutes. You know, I love to have an hour-long practice in the morning of some movement, some meditation, visualization, all of those things that just, no matter how I feel when I start, I, I often don't want to do it. But if I do it, I always feel better. And if I don't have time, that I'll at least make a little bit of time and then also start to add these moments throughout my day, which are like punctuation, pause, check-in, shift my awareness from external to internal. How am I feeling? Um, what do I need? What, it's, it's like the simplest thing, but we so often skip over it. And that is the, the biggest tool, I would say, in, um, in creating our business and in creating success because um, we are so intuitive, naturally, like we just are. And it's common in our society to start to discount our intuition and say not always listen, listen to it and not always prioritize it. But it's always there, and it gets really, really quiet when we ignore it. But when we start to insert those moments of space and just check in, listen, 
you know, do a little bit of self-care, figure out what at least one step to move forward in the business, it completely changes everything. I love that feeling of punctuating our day. Like if our day just becomes one long run-on sentence with no pause, <laughs> then people totally get exhausted and, and don't even really, yeah. you know, have have the presence. Like we aren't meant to be full on expressing outwardly engaged uh, constantly and and just to have that that rhythm in our life of inward and outward and, and being um, more, more satisfied and, and like go in the distance because we can care for ourselves is, is so crucial. And, and especially for women leaders and entrepreneurs, because it is kind of a, a man's world and success is kind of defined in these masculine terms of, of money in the bank and, you know, uh, specific measurable outcomes and status and and so you know especially in America here really uh you know this this uh overworked people are just you know um kind of exhausted on a deep level and so to really take that time to replenish so we don't feel depressed and burnt out and um and resentful of of those that we care for and uh and of our work and so i feel like you're really speaking to how to have a healthier wealthier uh life that has balance of inward outward work and play and and just really appreciate how you articulated that mm. Yeah. Yes. What what you're hitting on of just we do live in a culture that is exhausted. And, you know, that's like the first step to being you know, connected to purpose and to changing the paradigm and making a healthier world for all. It really does just start with shifting into a place of wellness. Like it's not something that we can fake. You know, it's getting enough sleep, drinking enough water, um, eating healthy foods, and just these kind of basics and, and having the punctuation, which can actually just help us to get there to notice, like, say if we're exhausted all the time, that's step one toward, uh, toward shifting into that place of vitality. And, yeah, I think everything, I, I completely agree with what you're saying, and that that's where we're at of toward taking the next step. Yeah, yeah, and we're also claiming our definition of success, you know, we are writing the script yeah. of our lives and as humanity we have this capacity to write a more beautiful future and really redefine what success means to us on our terms and it's different for everyone and and what true wealth looks like that's beyond just the measurable money and how we really live a quality of life that isn't just about the quantity of money and time that you worked this week and so there is uh, I feel like that's part of the the rebalancing is learning how to nurture ourselves and and find times for rest in such an externally oriented uh, status money driven uh, society right now that, that this is really crucial. 
I'm I'm curious, you know, if people are excited about what you've shared today and want to know more, if you could tell people a little bit more about uh, both your website and and what what kind of people do you like to work with and and what could they what kind of offerings do you have? Yes, thank you. Um, so my website is enlivenleadership.com, and that's spelled E-N-L-I-V-E-N, leadership.com. And there you can learn a little bit more about my offerings. Um, I work one-on-one with leaders that are in green business, uh, I specify regenerative agriculture and renewable energy as those are my background areas and areas that I just have a ton of passion for. Um, but anything related to those types of, of fields that are ultimately the mission of enlivened leadership is regenerating the soil and the water on this planet for um, vitality for all, <laughs> essentially. And so... Yeah, I I have packages to work with uh, leaders for either one-on-one or in groups. Um, I also facilitate events, and I absolutely love working with a whole big room, like in a conference or um, other venue. I, one of the things that I've experienced in going to a lot of events is sometimes there's a group full of amazing people and everyone's just looking forward for the majority of the time. And I just love to do interactive sessions and really help everyone um, connect to their passion, connect to each other, and just really raise up the energy in the room and kind of harness all the wisdom that's present. Um, I also facilitate retreats, like company retreats and whatnot, and uh, I'm a speaker as well. So if any of those things interest you or you want to learn more, you can hop on my website and you can schedule a discovery session where we kind of do an assessment of where you're at and what your needs are to move forward and see um, how the Enliven approach could support you. And, yeah, that's, that's really my offering. Great. And yeah, so even though you're here in in Oregon, it sounds like you're able to work with people virtually and and these discovery sessions are the first step towards really both, I'm sure, getting some real practical next steps and outcomes for people just in that free session. and, And people can do that from anywhere, right? Yes, definitely. And that reminds me, I didn't really answer your question of who. Uh, So it's really anyone who's either starting a business or has a business and is looking to take it to the next level and to, um, to really enliven the energy. It's often, you know, I've spent time in startup culture and in tech and the norm is really operating from a place of kind of being tired and uh, and being a little bit drained and, you know, as I mentioned, that survival mode mentality, which we're not thinking about, but when we're in that kind of stress place, that's naturally where we're functioning from. 
So I just love to work with creative, um, heart-driven entrepreneurs and leaders to help them to shift into a more uh, vibrant state of being and really up-level their impact and help them, you know, they're working toward things that really inspire me, so they're helping me to um, live my impact, and I help them to live their impact. And, uh, yeah, it's really – I have a lot of fun with my clients. Oh yeah, I can uh, attest to that. <laughs> I, I've uh, experienced Carly in all of those uh, those ways, both as as a skilled speaker who brings like humor and science to to really, um, uh, you know, accessible for for the average person, and and then in your facilitation. Um, skills uh yeah i found really engaging and and as well collaborating together on uh in the post growth institute just uh yeah the way you share wisdom and and your ability to uh yeah both be intuitive and rational at the same time and and really skills of like yeah uh, really laser sharp uh focus and ability to um kind of um summarize you know um the essence of of what's happening of of what the mission is and and what what needs to happen i found that you're very perceptive in that way and uh i just love everything that that you've shared here today and and you're just a um have a wealth of of wisdom to uh to share with people and organizations and would like to open up these last uh, few minutes here if there's any uh, final thoughts that you would like to share. Yeah, um, I've just really enjoyed our conversation and, you know, these topics I love talking about. So it's really fun to get to have, you know, share a conversation and get to reach out to whoever's listening and just, um and get to connect to this new paradigm that we are building together as uh, we're all kind of seeing some of the limitations of how of the structure that we've been living in. And I just love it when each one of us gets to really tap into the wisdom that's inside of us and the, the drive and the passion that's inside of us and bring it out into the world. And I re- really believe that there's a greater intelligence of life that is, you know, whatever we're most passionate about is truly what is best for the world, which it's, you know, it's not the same paradigm that we were given as children. And it's really, really good news because um, to be driven by what is, gives us the most delight and pleasure and for that to truly be the, our very best gift and our very and whatever makes us come alive the most, that that's what the planet needs most, well, that's really good news. Um, and I want to thank you, Crystal, for that. I, what I see is that's exactly what you're doing by creating this show and putting in, gosh, you've had so many episodes and interviewed so many amazing people and you know, you're talking about really cutting edge new ways of being in the world and what it takes to create a more 
just and enjoyable, more vital world for everyone. Um, and so I just want to thank you for stepping up to really bring your gifts forward and um, with a lot of benefit that you share. Both for me, I've listened and been inspired by so many of your episodes um, and for everyone who's listening right now. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. I uh, I just really encourage people who are, um, you know, at all curious about Carly's work today to um, check out enlivenleadership.com and, and reach out and really take her up on that discovery session. I mean, there is just, uh, you will walk away with, with some incredible value from that time with her. And I want to end with some wondering together and invite people to close your eyes and wonder what your life might be like with more play and wonder what our world could be like with more feminine leadership and let us wonder what a more intimate nurturing sacred economy might be like as Carly has has suggested to me bringing these questions of wonder in into your meditation practice and and opening uh, to to curiosity and and deep listening and creating that silence and and spaciousness in your life as she described today um, to hear that inner voice and your deepest uh, wisdom and and really feel like this is what she is evoking from from people their greatest potential and and deepest wisdom and so remember to pause even if for a short time throughout your day and listen and wonder and and open with with curiosity and uh, and creativity and have have playful fun in your life. So thank you, Carly, for enlivening so many people and organizations and and having such an incredible impact uh, through through the organizations that you um, work with. I just really um, am honored to uh, to work with you and and really appreciate all that you shared with us today. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to subscribe to the show and rate and review our podcast at iTunes. Be sure to visit www.moneymorphosis.com. That's money-m-o-r-p-h-o-s-i-s.com to join the growing community of empowered women who are dedicated to creating the true wealth they deserve.